It's bad. Anime. Hey everybody, I'm John. And I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? Now Rob, um, what anime are we, are we talking about today? Today we're having a little fun. Uh, today, we're, today we're going over 2018's uh, uh, mecha anime, Darling in the Franks. Yes, Darling yes. in the Franks. I don't, know, I don't remember how this one came up, but I feel like we've been talking about doing this one since this podcast inception. You know why it came up? I think I, I, I asked you, which may have contributed to the start of this podcast. I okay. asked you uh, one time, I was on TikTok a lot. And I was like, oh, who is that? Like, right, like yes. what's that dance trend with that girl in the red suit? And she's like dancing back and forth and like everybody's into that. Wow. And and you were like, oh, that's from the show card called Darling in the Franks. And I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, is it good? And you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I actually I genuinely forgot about that. And she was everywhere at one point. This is um, I, I if I'm going to. Yes, um, you can help me on the dates because you're mm. way better at the TikTok than I am. Sure thing. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it became a trend, what, um, early 2020? It was like, yeah, like early 2020 to mid 2020. Yeah. It, it kind of fizzled out. I, I think I see one video every maybe like few days on it now. So right. it's, it's definitely like not a not. But it a used thing to be anymore. everywhere. And her face and her face and doing that little dance used to be everywhere. It used to be literally everywhere. And we're talking about like of course zero two. You were talking about it zero two. It became such like a weird cultural phenomenon at the She phenomenon almost became like an unofficial weave mascot for a little while. She really did. And it confused me only because at that point the show was two years old. Right. So I was I I, very I, I remember now very being just confused because it's recent, but at the same time, it was a couple of years ago. I'm like, why is she getting, why is she having this resurgence now in popularity? When did when did you first start watching Darling in the Franks? When did you finish it? Around? Funny enough, right before, like, not I, this is gonna sound so hipsterish, but um, like maybe a couple weeks before the trend started. Because um, I, oh okay, yeah, because um, you know, my my big anime resurgence in 2020, you know, as much, as a lot of people had. Yeah, right. Their, their 2020 anime revivals. Um, that, that happened with me. So I'm going to say, if I had to guess, I would say April of 2020. Okay. Maybe May, maybe even March. Maybe even March. As early, let's go as early as March 2020. It's when I when I sat, sat down and watched Darling. Okay. I was aware of it just because I was constantly on on, like, the lookout for more modern mecha. I know, because I know, like, if anybody hasn't, like, figured this out yet, Rob is a, is a big mecha anime guy. So you, you like your mecha, you like your big robots, you, li you like your ladies and the robots. Uh, about, uh, about, if, you, if, you, if you hear a little laughter in Bouncy's voice right now, because he's looking over my shoulder where he literally sees, like, 15 Gundam <laughs> model kits standing there. A modest collection, but a collection nonetheless. <laughs> I forgot I moved those. <laughs> we, we, we did some, re I did some rearranging in our recording studio, recording studio, my bedroom, and, uh. <laughs> And so, yes, the Gundams are literally... We're sitting. like a couple SoundCloud rappers recording yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> I would spit rhymes, but I'm incapable. Yeah, but yeah, so the Gundams are right behind me. I'm a big mecha guy. Um, I grew up watching a, a fair amount of Gundam. One of my favorite anime of all time is, is, a, is a Gundam series. So I wanted to get more attached to mecha. And funny thing is, so I watched this show in 2020. Um, I watched another mecha recently because I'm a... I'm not a great anime fan, it turns out, because uh, I did the whole watched anime on and off for 10 years thing and never got around to watching Evangelion. So that's a big oops on my part. And the reason I have to bring up Ava, everybody, is um, this: I could go on all day making comparisons between Darling and the Franks and Ava. Everyone's done it. Uh, but Mr. Weigel has not seen it yet, so I'd respect to him. 
and also, so I'm not, I don't sound too much like a rambling idiot. I'm going to try to hold back on all the Ava comparisons. That, that's, I, I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Well, definitely like I haven't seen Evangelion. Mm. So I, I do want to watch it at some point, but I yes. find it very fascinating that mm. I have watched this Darling in the Franks before I've watched Evangelion because I feel like it gets so many comparisons to yes. Ava. And I I'm did sitting, the, I did the same thing. And I'm sitting here like, oh, okay, well, like it's if it, it's exactly like this other thing, but I haven't seen the other thing. Exactly. But you have. Yes. And it's one of your favorite anime of all time. Yes, it's funny because I mentioned uh, incessantly our, our very first episode, episode zero, was about Hikaru On, which is still my I, I still call it my favorite anime of all time. But if that's one A in my favorite anime, Ava is now my, my one B. Like they're yeah. they're in a dead heat. I freaking adore Evangelion. Uh, for a ton of reasons, and I'm sure I'll talk about it more. I'll give that its own forum on a, on another day. But today, yeah, today we're talking about darling. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's just start off because, and for the record, um, I like I said, tw- I watched a show in 2020. Um, bouncy, if I'm if I'm correct, did you finish the show this morning? I finished. <laughs> I I finished episode 24 of Darling in the Franks this morning. So you're coming in hot. Um, I know everything, and, and <laughs> I know all of. All of the character names, no problem. Good. I, I, I love me some Futoshi. So okay, guys. I, to, to pull you guys, to tell you guys behind the curtain a little bit. I'll, right before we started, I just kept naming, name dropping character and scenarios. I'm forgetting the characters' names. I just said the the guy who did this, the guy who did that. And I was like, oh, you mean Zorome? Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, yeah. uh um, oh, yeah, I, oh God, what is her name again? In the, the she's very, she has purple hair until she doesn't. It's um, Ikuno. Ikuno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Like, you you reminded me of that ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting we're coming in hot i guess we should talk about what the yes. show is about so okay um <laughs> if we can how do, how do you even start i mean i finished watching it this morning mm-hmm. and um so for me personally mm-hmm. the end of anything is a very emotional moment for me okay i like and I, I like where this is going the end of anything like that i'm watching i could watch the entirety of friends i could watch the last episode of like mm-hmm. uh, any sitcom cheers i could watch the last episode of naruto no matter what the hell i watch the yes. last episode gets me very emotional right even if it is not even a particularly fun ride that i've been on okay darling in the franks the ending got me kind of emotional i mm. felt a bit emotional okay at the okay end. okay and the thing that this show did in total for me was that it did so much without doing that much of anything. Mm, that's a very interesting point. That is kind of my big, because there was okay. so much going on in every yes. episode, but it, except there wasn't. Because <laughs> when you boil it down, because you have everything, right? There's yeah. like, you know, like there's a there's 10 love quadrangles in this entire show. <laughs> that's number one. Yeah, I, I, I want to get, I'll do a deep dive in that in a minute. There's the doggy style robots. That's number two. <laughs> there's like the, the talk about humanity. There's like the themes of all of these interesting concepts and yet you have an episode where they're doing laundry it's, <laughs> it's like they did it and the, all of those things got across right it was too much and it, it feels like i got from point a to point b blind <laughs> it's like you just drunkenly wandered for, from the start of the story towards the conclusion and not sure how you got there I completely exactly underst- that I completely way completely understand that every episode at the first five started with some sort of also, the name is so dumb. Klaxosaur attack. I've been like, <laughs> yes, our our um our um our our baddies, our our kaiju to, that we need to defeat. Yes, yeah. our klaxosaurs. Yeah, klaxosaurs. Every which episode are... started with a klaxosaur attack, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. But I mean, if we want to take it from like, what's the show about? Could you say in a sentence what the show is about? Um, essentially, um, 
what it's about is that they they built this little scenario where there's a where all of humanity is like stuck in these they call them plantations I believe but yes. they're just like these giant mobile cities right and there's like these monsters Klaxors running around a barren a, a nearly barren earth exactly and they're running around causing a muck humanity is retreated into these safe little bubbles mm -hmm. but they train kids to get in these giant robots to fight them off that mm -hmm. that I'd say is the Generally speaking, yes, our, our setting and what's going on, mm -hmm. and we and <laughs> it's just great because they, these kids have to pilot these robots. As you mentioned, um, the control scheme you have it has to be in a male or female. We learned yes, who it's a it's a uh, piston and uh, something else, a stamen, piston yeah, yeah. and stamen. Yep, yep. Piston is the dude. Stamen is usually the female. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> And but the thing is, instead of like having it, instead of having a scheme that makes sense, they um, well something something we're something we're gonna touch on. One of the show's theme is sexuality. Yes, big theme. So in so they basically have the the two people pilot and, and look, it looks like they're having sex because uh, the girl the girl has to be on all fours with the controller on her back. Yes, as as the dude is riding the girl, it's and the girl is like on all fours, moving other parts of the robot. That's how they control this thing. That's how it was designed. You know what I will say, though? I, I will say that the beginning of this show presented a lot of weird things to me. Mm -hmm. It presented a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to get used to over time. Okay. Notably, the control scheme mm -hmm. of, like, them doggy styling. And also, the, um, oh, my God, the, uh, what was the other thing that, like, caught me by? Oh, the... The idea of like zero to like tasting people and stuff like that and like <laughs> licking people. And of course, like the relationship of like zero to and heroes, like one of the biggest points in the show. Right. But uh, eventually those things by the end of the show, I wasn't really like as as shocked anymore really? as things nice. kept going. Because as it kept going, it was at first I was like, what the hell is that? But over time, I was like. Okay. Okay. So you, you. Okay. So you. You were immersed. I guess you could say. I got immersed. I got immersed. I much like Hero was in the back of Zero Two the whole time. <laughs> but I, I was. I was immersed. I was immersed in it. I yeah. Mean, okay. I understand. I, I never stopped thinking why that was designed that way. Even after the Doctor Frank's episode, and he explained it why. Yeah. He built yeah. yeah Doctor Frank's the guy who built all these things. They right. eventually the, the scientist comes in and says, "I designed these, and here's why. And yeah, here's here's how we're going to save humanity. And I think that episode was very helpful. Yeah, uh, to me, to me, it was. It, there, yeah, that was an episode later in the series, which basically served as a lot of the exposition. Yes, it was a big exposition dump. It, it almost like episode like eighteen or nineteen. It was, it was like eighteen or nineteen. I this, think uh, might have been might have been eighteen. This episode, sorry, this series is only twenty four episodes. Yeah, so they had a big exposition dump very late in the series, which I remember my first. I remember my first watch of this, and I remember saying to myself, "Bold to wait that far into the series to do that exposition dump." And then yeah. I watched Evangelion, and, it was, and they had a very similar episode. I'm like, okay, now I know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I'm pulling back. I'm pulling back. I'm pulling back. <laughs> get back. Get back. Get back. Get back. Get back. Sorry. Bad weeb. But uh, let's let's talk about um, just like the show overall. What do you? What was the cadence of the show to you? What was your like? Mm -hmm. How did how did you go through it? Were you happy at? Or did you have a good time? Then you had a great time. Then you had a weird time. Then you had a bad time. Or like, how did you travel through the show I emotionally? Was, okay, <laughs> I I, did, I definitely went on an emotional journey with the show. Yes. Um. Because I what, um, I came into the show with kind of weird expectations. Mm -hmm. Because Funimation did a very good trailer for the show. However, they, they their trailer presented it as way darker than the show actually was. Mm -hmm. It was a very serious, very grim, dire situation, and they accomplished this 
in my mind, because they didn't show they didn't show the mechs until like the very last frame, and it was very brief. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to one of my points. Um, as a mecha guy, I have to talk about the mechs, and these are the silliest goddamn robots I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I get what they were trying to do. Okay, no, I don't. Uh, you know, the, 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 <laughs> I, let me stop you right okay. there. <laughs> even as like a person that's not even huge into mecha anime, yeah, yeah. they were dumb. Objectively mm, dumb. Mm. The, they were all so stupid. Sorry, I was, um, I was drinking something and I was in a spit take. Mainly because the faces of the mechs were like actual faces. Were human, yeah. Were human faces. That they emoted. That, they, which is so just doofy. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess it kind of fit like the, the emotion of it all. And like when they would have their, something I also noticed, like because the, the female in this scenario becomes the robot. Yes. So... It's like when they're communicating, like between, for example, Agoro and yeah. Ichigo, yeah. he's communicating with this robot through yeah. his like teleprompter. Yes, he's yes, not yes. communicating with Ichigo because Ichigo yeah. is yeah. Um, just getting 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 railed. Yes, <laughs> so, so he's communicating with this robot in right, the middle. Right, and uh, that that is what really just confused the hell out of me because they also in these mechs. Even as, again, not yeah. a mech guy, yeah. they didn't really explain what exactly they do right. and what their capabilities are. Right. And, like, sure, like, Zero Two and Hero, at one point, you know, they just love each other so much that yes. they pull out a huge sword out of fucking nowhere and, and the, stab and the mech, 80 billion mechs. And the mechs changed color based on, because uh, Hero, Hero and Zero Two's connection, I guess, through the power of love, it gave the robot an upgrade. And that's a that's a very interesting point that I I wouldn't even think to bring up how the the, the very a lot of mechs like to dive at least some degree of how these things function or there's some scenes in explaining it for them it's just uh they're robots have fun yeah basically it's just they're robots and we later find that they're built from Claxosaur uh, parts yes right? it, that's um that's a very big mecha thing it's a that's actually a big anime thing in general where they essentially weaponize the enemy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean you can I can name several anime that have done that in the past. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, so I wasn't too surprised. I kind of had a feeling that's where it was going. And, you know, luckily it it definitely didn't take me out of the show at all because there's a lot that there's, I will give the show credit. I was in, there was some moments that had me invested very hard. Yes. And as corny as it was, I thought zero two and hero carried this show for me because the two of them are goddamn adorable at at times. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they are. That is the that is the main relationship in this show. It's what the whole show really revolves around. No matter how much Ichigo tries, that is the, <laughs> that is the main relationship in oh, the okay. show. Okay, I have to ask when when Ichigo went in. Yes, the, the short little blue haired girl who we all yes. know, know and love. When she went in for that uh, for, and laid a fat one on uh, on our boy Hero. How did you feel? I I I was kind of expecting it. It, it yeah. really didn't shock me that much, honestly. Like the it's, fact yeah. that I like I talked to you today and you were like, "Yeah, that set the internet on fire." Really, for me, it was yeah. just like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. No, I, it, I mean, it, it made sense for me each, too. I mean, he's not gonna be with her, no. and like we he, all knew that he's not in interested. The very beginning, yeah, he's, he's a, not. He's very not interested. He's he, got his he's got his eyes on the horny half galactosaur girl. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, that did, it didn't really do much for me. I, it was okay. I mean, I think Ichigo and. Hero's relationship was interesting, but it, it just didn't have me at the same level that like each, mm-hmm. Hero and Zero Two were at, which yeah. is you know because I think because what I think was your favorite episode of the series was mm-hmm. the origin story of Zero Two, kind of when she's like the little like red girl and she's like has the picture book and everybody's like taking it away from her and she's like no that's the only thing I have and then Hero breaks her out and they escape together. Bravo, <laughs> Bouncy, you know me so well. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so every, episode thirteen is what we're referring to here. And um, before, as 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 John was going through the show, I told him, "Yeah, I have one episode here that I absolutely adore." 
And what, like I said, Zero Two and Hero carry the show, and we get their origin story, and it is just one of the most goddamn adorable things I've ever seen. Uh, yes. I, I, it, corny as it is, as Bouncy just described, she she's this little like you know hybrid creature that created a lab, so she's kind of wild, a wild beast in some ways. But there, she has one caretaker who always you know provided over her, fed her, and read her pages of the storybook. And so it's so then they try to take the book away from her. They take the caretaker away. And so she's just this miserable little monster child yep. that hero as, as a child himself winds up discovering, they break out of like this experimentation of a place to like this, like basically they call it the garden where yeah. they're where all the kids are raised in this world. So they break out together and it's just, it's just like 20 minutes of the most adorable goddamn thing I've ever seen. It really is uh, it for my money yeah. too the best episode of the series by mm. distance. Mm. Um, it's my favorite. I, I think you were right. I think when you when we talked about doing the show, yeah, you said to me, "Okay, so you start out and you're like, eh, and then it gets like, ooh, this is good, and this is really good, and then it just goes like, oh, I don't know." Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the emotional arc of the show for me entirely. And I'm glad you yeah. had something similar. It away. had a rising and falling action, but not in the terms of like a narrative does. In terms of my emotion, atta- emotional, emotional attachment towards. And yeah. You could say quality of the show, right? You right. well. It's, it's tough to say that because the show does, as the series goes on, the visual spectacle becomes pretty impressive. Yes. But it's just nothing is making sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of bright flashing images on screen and everything looks good. But if you shut your brain off, it works. But if you think about any aspect of the narrative, it's like, wait, what's happening? It, it's actually weird that it doesn't work. I, I think I, I got a few like mm-hmm. favorite moments some uh, and also just some, some just general hot takes that I, 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 can, I can give you right now. Go for it. Um, okay, my favorite part in the entire series. Okay. So episode 13 was my favorite episode, but my favorite part in the entire series, specifically because of how much it made me laugh, okay. was, <laughs> so when Dr. Franks has his, has his origin episode and yes. he talks about building the Franks and stuff like that, right? He finds, they go find the queen of the Kalaxosaurs or whatever. Yes. They're uh, commissioned by Ape, which is just another another thing we'll get to, but... <laughs> Um, ape, <laughs> fucking ape, um, ape, commissions them to go find the Klaxosaur queen, right? Yes. And they do, and they find her, whatever. She kills everybody else but him. Yeah. And then she just rips his arm off, and then he repairs himself as a Klaxosaur, right? Yes. And then, you know, fast forward to the past, the last, like, maybe three episodes, mm. where um, he confronts the queen again yes. after she invades, after she comes right, out. Right, right. And he's like, hey, look, I made myself a Klaxosaur, to be able to pilot star, uh, uh, star, um, st- oh my god, star, star, okay. mm. star not Starlitzia, yeah, yeah, it's a star, oh, ah, uh, star, drawing some blanks, uh, whatever, well, whatever, star entity, star, star entity, entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, I, I made myself a Kalaxosaur mm. to pilot star entity with you together mm. because I like, you know, I have such an affinity for you. Right. Or and then she rips his arm off again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the funniest shit. I was like, dude's just taking L's everywhere. I, for- I remember that scene entirely. Imagine just getting the same arm ripped off twice yes. by the same person. Yeah. That's just funny. That's yeah. comedy. I well, the show, the show had, had some very funny moments. This show, it did. The show, um, like you mentioned the laundry episode earlier, this show is not short of comedy. And that's my, it, what is interesting with the show, I have, I have no idea what tone they were going for half the time. 
Neither do I. Because every once in a while, you'd have an episode like I, I think the the place where it kind of reached that point of like the two parts of the show intersecting was yeah. that wedding episode. Oh yeah, yeah where yeah. like Mitsuru and Kokoro are about to get married. Yes, and you know every like the SWAT team comes in and they're like, yes. "You guys are about to fuck, so yeah. come back so, here." So, so none of that. Can, so let's erase that memory from you. Yep, and we learn, and that's how we co- we get some confirmation that um in this world um all the adults have eternal life. Yes, and these kids are basically sacrificial lambs. Right. And there's been a ton of them before them. There's going to be a, they're going to keep like sending these children to die. Exactly. Which is very interesting. So yeah, they don't want humans fucking anymore. And I thought that was a very interesting plot point about the uh, desertification. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that uh, of all the cities like being deserted over time. The population was so huge because of immortality and whatnot. I thought that was pretty cool. No, it's neat. I, I liked, I liked a lot of that kind of stuff in the show. Yeah. Um, I guess more of the things that I I wasn't so keen on was um, that, honestly, like, a lot of the characters mm-hmm. were fine. Some of them I liked more than others, but <laughs> you I... You said that with a very interesting look on your face. I or, think... Fine. Let, let's talk about the characters. Oh, sure. Let's let's go over them. Oh, yeah. Okay. We already talked about Hero and Zero 2. We can leave them... Yes, leave, leave, yes. Let's talk about our supporting cast. Yes, yeah, supporting cast. Uh, let's we, talk about... Well, actually... Let's talk about Hero. Oh, sure. I, Our main? Yeah, because I'm very critical of all protagonists in any ah, sort of form of I, media. Yes, 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 yes. And Hero, to me, is kind of a trash character. He's kind <laughs> of a trash, not necessarily a trash character, a trash person, I okay. guess. Because throughout the course of the entire show, and Goro, I think, says it perfectly in that one episode where he's like, yeah. listen, like, we're all trying to, like, yeah. get food yeah. and, like, build a life together, and you're going to space. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find Zero Two. Yeah. And he gives them this entire huge yes. speech about it, and I'm like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. Hero does kind of suck. <laughs> Guy's just... Dude's just out for himself, and like he does, he's he, like, he he does think with his wiener the entirety of the series. He's like, I got all these questions, and I gotta answer them, and yeah. I gotta have my like half Klaxosaur demon babe by my <laughs> side doing all of it, and uh, which made me be like, wow, you know what, Goro may be my favorite character, hmm. and but then the literally five seconds later, they were like, ah, we'll come with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. They're like. You guys, you're coming too. Hero has his big bright eyes, and they cast like, "Yeah, sure, why not? We'll help you. We'll help you fuck off into space." So, again, again, the show doesn't know what it's doing at the time because these characters flip on a dime. It feels they like. do, they, and that brings me to Goro, who may be my favorite character of the series by the end. Of I it. was, I was shocked because, um, as as we mentioned before on the show, we often text while we're watching, especially for the longer series. Yeah, totally. We usually, we usually exchange notes and just like have fun. I, most of your messages revolved around Goro. And I was so I was so taken with your fascination in Goro. I'm like, Goro's really resonating with Bouncy here. This is kind of cool. No, my big thing with Goro was he ended up probably being one of my favorite characters, but he totally should have died. Yes, you said that. You you brought that up when you were on episode like six or seven. You're like, Goro has to die. Yes. And, yes. And there is the one episode where he gets very close, and I'm like, oh, Bouncy's going to be so upset. Yes. <laughs> I know. He got very close to dying in one episode. Ichigo came and saved him. Yeah. And I was like, he should have died. He should have died. Goro in the series, I feel like there was a lack of consequences for all the characters in the show. Yeah. There was never a point, even when they were like, got captured by like, you know, the adults and like got yeah. put back in the garden stuff yeah, yeah. and like straightened out a bit and like yeah. memories erased. Yeah. There was no real consequence. None of them died. None of them faced like incredible like sorrow adversity in that. They faced no. adversity, but not. 
Not tremendous sorrow, no. I just feel like it would have been so much better if there were actual stakes applied. Like if someone did die. If Goro died, or if like Zorome, yeah. or like even Miku. What did Miku do for the whole series? She was the red-haired one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, I, 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 very rarely do I feel my facial expression. My face when he said Miku, ladies and gentlemen, went blank. I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the redhead that, girl who did nothing. There was no, like, you know, Futoshi, Kokoro, uh, Mitsuda. Like, yeah. there was no character. I feel like there could have been at least one death among the squad, maybe two. Ikuno could have died. Ikuno could have died, too. Yeah, yeah, she could have um, sacrificed herself. She you know, no, Rob. She <laughs> couldn't have died. She was too busy being a lesbian. I had- <laughs> A surprise lesbian, yeah. mind you. Again, a, a little late reveal where they're just like, oh, yeah, she also has the hots for Ichigo. I'm like, okay, so this is now, it, you mentioned it earlier, it went from just like a love triangle to like a tetrahedron. It made of... no sense. And it was never mentioned again. No. It was never touched on again. It, it was brought up and then dropped like a... Easily. Easily dropped. Oh. And, uh, oh, God. The, the thing is that they, well, they did have a lot of characters. They threw their personality traits on the table and said, here it is. Like, you mentioned my boy Futoshi. Props to the show for including a 1970s, 1970s style fat kid character. And I hate to generalize the dude, but he was just the fat kid character. He they was. had a fat kid in the show. But, but he also had like, same with Ikuno. He had yeah. like a probably like a five minute window where you were like, is there something different about his character when he was just like bulimic? Yeah, <laughs> at some he was literally oh, yeah, at yeah, some oh, point right. in the show he was just refusing to eat oh, because right. and Zorme was like I know you're just gonna throw it up again you got and I was like excuse me yeah. and they just never mentioned it again yeah then, then he just goes back to housing housing their rations yeah oh everybody what I did like was that every side character besides Miku got some character development yeah Miku really didn't get any did she she did not. I, when I was when I was going over the show again and re- re- reliving my favorite moments and seeing the characters progression. Everyone got something really, except for Miku. Yeah, she got nothing. She just like she was there, was loud and annoying the whole time. Yeah, no, she was. I guess you could say she was a foil to um, Zorome. Zorome, yeah. yeah. She she was kind of his foil, I guess. Or Zorome, you know, she was a loud, obnoxious one to balance out Zorome's obnoxiousness. So I guess mm. I guess she was needed. But they just they, they did the numbers. They realized they needed a set amount of characters, and they but they just didn't have anything for her. Yeah. So that was unfortunate, but um, Zorome, I like Zorome. Zorome was annoying to me at first, but then he got that cool episode where he met an adult. Yes. So that so that was a really cool episode because that said so much about the lore and their society without mm-hmm. really having to do a lot. That was really cool, and I, I completely agree. I feel like that was also one of my favorite episodes. That of was the a good series, one, yeah. Where like you got to just like see a little more into like what is this city. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that live here, and like, what do they do? Kind of. I wasn't very big on the episode when I first saw it, but weirdly enough, when I thought thought about it again, I'm like, okay, that was actually pretty smart and pretty cool. It was interesting. It, it built. It really did a lot to build the world. And something I just noticed, which is pretty funny, mm-hmm. this show was a mecha action series, and you and I, so far, we've agreed every all the best part had nothing to do with the robots. <laughs> it really didn't. It was all the characters. There stuff. was no robot part. Um, well. Maybe one robot part. Are you are you are you referencing the, the what you may have just may have just witnessed? <laughs> I think I am. Okay. When uh, Hero and Zero Two reunite in space, and then and then they the their mecha just it becomes a, a, just a, a a big waifu. Yes, a giant robot waifu in space. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh. I was 
honestly waiting for you to say something about I, that. I think you, you texted me a very quick note this morning. I'm like, ah, he saw the giant robot waifu. Now we know who's infinitely is going to be best. My girl. only thing was, why are the boobs out? Why? Because why that, are the boobs out? Because Bouts there's no protection <laughs> from the. For, it, it's a it's a robot. You need to have a shield but, but, on this ro armor but, on but a Bouts, robot. Don't you get it? This show is about sex. You're right. So, it is it's a lot of weird sexual metaphors, it is, but it it's is. so on the nose where it's distracting. That's my big thing with the whole like sexuality aspect. There's yeah. no subtlety here. There's they're really just, no subtlety. They're, 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 they're using, if it, if the, the metaphors they're using are just so fucking obvious. I'm like, okay, we just talk about sex. And yeah. then, of course, we actually do had, we do have two characters that later have sex. They produce children. Right. Yes. I will say, um, I, I do like um, Mitsuda's character arc quite a bit. I do think it's a bit dumb. But I, but like, like from just a bit dumb from like thirty thousand, like whatever, thirty thousand feet high view or something. Yeah, it, it's interesting. But yeah. I, I mean, just on that whole thing about him promising Hero, like, or Hero promising yeah. him, like, oh, he was like, Hero, can we pilot together when yeah. I'm back from my injections? Yeah, which is just a weird thing to say. Yes, and, he, <laughs> and Hero was like, yeah, dude. And then it, literally they were like, what, like six? Yeah, and now they're like sixteen, and uh, Mitsuda's like. He doesn't remember that he wanted to make pilot with exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> just and, stupid. And it's not even Hero's fault because he had his memory. A lot of his memory wiped, so right. he couldn't remember it. And I, you know, I can meet through. He's just he was a very emotional character. He was driven yeah. entirely by his emotions, and hence why once Kokoro hopped on him like, <laughs> hopped on him like like oh, me at a CC's pizza buffet. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't come up with a comparison there. <laughs> Why? Why do I want CCs now? Anyway, <laughs> I've never had it. Oh, neither, neither have I. But you want to go? No. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we live. We live in New York. <laughs> I think. Like my my pizza quota is met, my friend. Yeah, you're right. For but, the so, day. Yeah, so uh, Kokoro, she was also a character I had to bring up because mm -hmm. she was just funny. Where Fatoshi, where her and Fatoshi were originally pilots, and Fatoshi's like, let's always pilot together forever. And she's like, absolutely, Fatoshi. The same episode. <laughs> um, Ikuno, if I, if I remember correctly, it was Ikuno and Mitsuru weren't working together that well as partners. So Kokoro's like, I'm in. Yep. I, 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 I want Mitsuru to ride me. Fatoshi's like, come on. You just said we were partners forever. <laughs> so funny. And that was hysterical. I don't know if they intended that, but oh, it, it came God. across as... Tremendous comedy. It was like, so funny. Fatoshi's there, like, what? They, then they have when because so yeah, they start piloting together. They do the butt thing where they bump the uglies, and yep. um, you know, <laughs> Mitsuru shoots one in her, and she gets pregnant. <laughs> okay, I think I took out bounty with that line. <laughs> um, well, that's that's the thing too, because Kokoro for like mm -hmm. ten episodes, yeah, we, we would just see weird scenes of Kokoro like reading this book that she found in an abandoned city that they found mm. during the beach episode. Uh, but they, they oh, found my God, the beach. They, they went to the beach and, uh, you know, they had the beach episode classic. But uh, <laughs> Kokoro found like a book in like the abandoned city that they went to about yes. pregnancy. Yes. And she's reading it. And she's like, you know, we see like scenes of her like reading it. We see scenes of her hiding it. And yeah. then eventually she like comes out and says to like the the nines and like I like that. Yeah. Whatever that guy is. Alpha. Nine. Oh, alpha, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, which I have a note about, too. Perfect. He's another character I want to get into. Sure. But uh, when she's like, oh, no, like pregnancy is a real thing. The book is like on like. Yeah. Uh, what pregnancy Pre is yeah like reproduction childbirth right? yep and i was like she just believe everything you read in a book yeah 
I mean, like, you know, like not, not that it's not, you're not wrong, mm-hmm. but like, it, it, it's like reading stuff on Wikipedia and being like, oh, yeah. I know everything. About yeah, this it's now. also, didn't we have this, like, a very similar plot device with two other characters with a, with a book? I mean, why, why, why are the books? There's another book. Yeah, there's, there's, so, another there's book. so many books. And like, okay, because also that book, didn't Zero Two say she ate that book? She literally ate that book. She, at one point, she was like, I didn't want to lose it, so I ate it. And Hero was like, that's nice. <laughs> Hero did play it super cool. It's like, um, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, she did eat the book. I forgot him. And then there's a cute scene of them. She's re- she's like redrawing the book. I'm yep. like, oh, this is so horribly corny. Yeah. But I love it. But anyway, back. Hero we- just saw all these red flags and just vaulted right over them. He was, just, all, he was also mutating, but yeah, he, he... I mean, that's who. He said, cool, I guess I'll be a blue dinosaur now. He was just super into it. A blue dinosaur. He, he was a blue galaxosaur, whatever the fuck they're called in this show. Our, our baddies. But we learn, maybe yeah. not our baddies, maybe actually the protectors of mankind. Because <laughs> remember, because remember the, the main enemy, turns out it was... Verm. Yeah. Who the fuck is Verm? <laughs> We firm. We met our we met our real antagonist at episode twenty of a twenty four episode series. That was to call it rushed is the understatement of all time. That was legitimately the most confusing part, thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I, they were like, and it was so funny because like when they got revealed as the absolute enemy, Verm, um, everyone was like, "Oh, Verm." I was like, "What do you mean, oh, Verm?" <laughs> Who, who are these what people? What do you mean? They oh. don't have faces. And like, do you, do you just expect me to believe that this faceless being c- was controlling one of the guys in Ape? Yeah. Took took the time. Yeah. Took his damn sweet <laughs> fifty years of time to somehow slowly take over the government of the entire Earth, mm. and eventually put everybody into plantations around the Earth, yeah. abandon all the cities, and harvest magma from the Earth's core to power human society. Only to in fifty years f- take over the planet. He could have done that fifty <laughs> years ago when everybody was more vulnerable. That but, makes no sense. But but we wouldn't have had Hero and Zero Two to combat this force. Th- then we wouldn't have had a show. But then, you, but the, but they also said they were like Verm was here before and had a war with the Klaxosaurs like millions of years yeah, ago and lost and and they lost. But like. They, they didn't come back? It seemed like they could take over the Earth just fine. Exactly. So why didn't they just come? It's been 10 million years. Yeah. They should have just come back. Yep. But and they, just did it. They, 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 it seems like one guy in, in the office of Verm like, got a wild idea here. Let me handle this. I can get us the Earth. And then he had this, like you said, this wild, like you said the wildly convoluted plan of like giving humans immortality, but then harvesting, kind of using, then just taking over the world by aspect of them growing so weak they can't defend themselves anymore, which is a little confusing. Talk about long game. Yeah, talk about long game. God. Even even in me trying to explain it right now, I realized how hard it was to follow. It's very hard to follow. And you said it perfectly. You were like a guy at the office at Verm. Yeah. Verm sounds like a law firm. Yeah. It it sounds like a damn like consulting firm where you don't know what everybody's job is. Well, it's because we have now we had Verm and Ape. We had all these different organizations running around. Ape. Ape. And they were all dressed as monkeys. They all looked like monkeys. They had monkey faces. They had monkey masks. And they're like, there's that one episode where they talk about the rise of Ape and they're like shaking hands with the president of the United States, and it's like this guy's just wearing a monkey. Man. <laughs> He's dressed as a big monkey. He's a big monkey. <laughs> it's like that guy. Again, 
by that point, when they showed that in the series, there was already so much nonsense going on where I saw a man in a monkey mask. I'm like, for this show, that just makes sense. Yeah, it's just fine. We'll <laughs> like, let that slide. It's just so par for the course. It's stupid. It's wildly absurd, but this entire show is completely absurd. Yes. Um, and one thing that we, we did forget to touch on Go ahead. was um, Nine Alpha... Oh, we, we didn't even touch on the nines who the were nines. Yeah, they were this other like we said, we had our main cast of characters, Squad 13, I believe was their squad right, number. Squad 13. And they and at the same time we had the nines. I guess I guess you could say a more elite. Yeah. Uh, um like force. an elite like uh like Papa's guard, basically. Yeah, and then they had uh then they had the more um uniform mechs there. They had like red suits and all their mechs were the same. Yeah, they, all the mechs were uniform. They weren't they didn't have all the weird vibrant colors that um the squad thirteen had. Didn't buy one of those model kits, by the way. I may have looked at the price for the main ones. Uh, what was the name? Starlitzia. Starlitzia. I, I looked at Starlitzia. I thought, maybe I'll build it. Maybe That was not. the coolest of them. That, I mean, I, it I was mean, still kind of dopey, but it was the coolest all of them. dopey. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> I mean, all so dumb. Were, like, I love how Ichigo still had, like, the hair in front of her face. Yeah, I was she, like, had the, she had the bang. I was like, that can't be good for combat. You, no. can't, <laughs> you can't even see. It's it was, so, just so dumb. It just, it's just silly. Stupid. Yeah, so we had the Nines as elite fighting force, and their leader, uh, Zero Two at one point, Excuse me, was one of the nines. Yes. She was nine iota, as, yes. as Alpha reminded us constantly. Yes. Uh, and and the, the main character of the nines is uh, nine alpha, mm-hmm. who, of course, like comes into the series kind of early on, maybe episode six or five. We see traces of him, but he, plays, yeah. he plays a bigger part later, though, obviously. Yeah, they, I liked how they introduced the nines. And they and they and it was great because it also served to give more backstory to Zero Two of how she piloted with so many people before Hero. And they all kind of died. Yeah, they all just died. Yeah. And he was uh, obviously, he, and Hero was the first one to survive so I, three rides. Yeah, with three her. rides with zero. Yes, because once you get to three, apparently you die. Apparently you die because she just sucks all your life force out of your. Yeah, because she's looking for her darling, uh, who was uh, of course Hero this whole time. And um, wasn't that just so neat? <laughs> your face. <laughs> There's like four different emotions on your face right now, and I don't know what they are. I really want to like it. <laughs> I really want to. Like but yeah, so you mentioned. Let's go back because you, oh, yeah. you, um, you did. You did. You you mentioned a few things about uh, before before we started today. He mentioned I brought up I brought up Nine Alpha briefly, and Pouncy aggressively told me to stop talking because he he had something to say about him. So pl- the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. Um. All right, Rob. Okay. I uh, so Nine Alpha the entire time the entire series just like being a sassy little bitch. She's going oh, yeah. around. He's being like. Oh, are you really with this squad now, Iota? And this <laughs> yes, we should clarify we watch the dub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we I actually, watch the dub. actually, I kind, I kind of watch both. I oh, watch, cool. I watch the dub, and then I watch. I did watch a few episodes of it in the original Japanese because I wanted mm. to get the, um, I wanted to make sure, I just make sure any trans weird translation notes I mm-hmm. thought that might have existed, and also I wanted an excuse to watch episode thirteen again. If I could <laughs> give, if I could give, uh, nine alpha. Like a, a a three character combination, mm-hmm. um, he would be from any universe. Okay, he is, um, Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Yes, plus Pegasus from Yu Gi Oh, plus Kiba from High School DxD. Wow. Okay, I did not expect you to drop Kiba so casually or remember who that is. He <laughs> is the perfect form. Kiba for the looks. Yeah, he is the yeah. perfect formation of those three, and he has the Pegasus Stewie Griffin ooh kind ooh, of voice. Iota. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely hamming it up, but it does sound like that. No, right? we we totally are, but but it's not that far off. And you know, it, it's not it's not too yeah. long. We're like you know, you see him the first time, and you're like. 
all right, I feel like I'm going to hate this guy. Yeah. And a few a few times you see him later, you're like, oh, I definitely hate this guy. And there was one episode where he, like, you know, he was, like, the main antagonist at, yeah. at like, a single episode. Because yes. he was like, I told Papa about you guys getting married, and he's going to have your memories away. So, <laughs> yeah. And literally right after that, it killed me to no end. Cause I, so that happened, and I was like, oh, my God, I hate this guy so much. I yeah, he was a big, he was a heel. A big and heel. And then... And then it cut to him piling a Franks and him bottoming. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm fine. I think everything's all right. All is forgiven. I think I'm good. <laughs> Love you just casually called it bottoming. That's what it is. It is. It is. It is bottoming. Uh, uh, Iota. Iota. Sorry, now. I opened my first beer, ladies and gentlemen, of the day, so I'm just going to start going, Iota, Iota. As much as possible. Yeah, I, I had a... I, uh, Alpha was one of the villains that I loved to hate. Whenever he showed up, I was mad, but I was happy I was mad. Yes. So it was a positive kind of hatred. It's I said, Like I said with heel, it's like a, it's like a good re- villain in wrestling. You enjoy to hate them. Yes. And I definitely got that with um, Alpha. He was, a, he was a great little side character to have throughout the series, and I think it, towards the end, he, d- didn't he... And the other nines kind of help out with Squad 13's mission to like save. They did. Yep. The, so the, for the Grand Crevasse. The Grand Crevasse. Yes. Oh, yes. So so he had his little redemption arc in there, which I think was well done. Yeah, it, it was. It was. And uh, there are there are a few more things I want to talk about. Uh, okay. One one last big theme was the, okay. was the bird imagery. Yes. So oh yes. Yeah, so the the yeah the, the legend. It's it's an old Japanese. Uh, like right. folktale, I believe, or, or something. It's something something to do with Japanese mythology, where it's the you know the, the bird that needs um. Excuse me. Oh no worries, no worries. Yeah, the two birds, each with a broken wing, so they need each other. They need each other yeah. to fly. So and like that's what Hero and Zero Two yeah, are Hero very clearly. Yeah, that was the, that was like the first thing they mentioned in the show, where they each had different perspectives on it. Where Zero Two thought it was a beautiful thing, but Hero actually thought it was kind of pathetic that mm-hmm. that codependency, and. That was very interesting because that got me thinking about the entire series in that regard in terms of like the because the message there is, you know, it's kind of weird because I don't know how I feel about it. Like like the p- two people needing each other. It's cute and very romantic, but it's also it's also, you know, pr- basically, um, how do I phrase this? They're glorifying codependency in a way. They they really are. And so I, like that I whole theme, that. I don't know how to feel about that because, you know, it's yeah. it's really cute. But at the same time, I'm not a big fan of that message. Right. Yes. It, yes. There are times you you need help from others. You know, that's a good that's a good, you know, message to send. Hey, sometimes you, you need people to help you. Totally fine. Just like but the way they phrase it, though, just like, you know, absolutely needing that other person. I'm like, OK, codependence right. there. I'm not a big fan of that message, but the thing is, for those two characters, I get it. Yeah, and like I said, they were just so fucking cute together. So I'm, I, I, I give them a lot of leeway here. And but they're very, yeah, but that's a very interesting point to bring up with the bird, the bird imagery. And you know, codependency is a big part of the show too, because you know, you need two people to pile the Galactosaurus, yes. especially yeah. like that. Yeah. But like the most intriguing part of that theme to me was when the queen of the Galactosaurus came out, yeah. and uh, Hero was having a conversation with her, just like seeing her thoughts yes. and whatnot. And he was like, oh, so you've just been, like, living alone yeah. for the past, like, yes. millions of years. And she was like, yes, us Kalaxosaurs only pilot alone mm-hmm. uh, because we feel that that yields better results. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, I guess it hasn't yeah. at this point, mm-hmm. up till this point. And I was like, okay, but, like, I don't know. Your guys' army is pretty freaking good. Yeah, like, you, you guys got, you got a lot of... You got, got a lot of. You had that huge hand thing. Yeah, guys got a lot of. It's a big hand, that oh, yeah, big right. arm that just like slapped things. <laughs> like I swatted things like a fly. Yeah, it's the final boss. I don't, of Smash have, Bros. I don't know how Verm. <laughs> it is master hand. <laughs> it is master. Hand. <laughs> I don't 
don't know how Verm got past that, but I don't know how Verm did it either. Freaking Verm. God. Freaking Best Verm. lawyers in the business, I swear. Best lawyer. Are you have you been injured in a Claxor battle? Call Verm. <laughs> we'll we'll get you a settlement and your own plantation. No face. We're ace. <laughs> and I just have a few more things. Go for it. Uh, before we get to the big uh was it bad or not? Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll um, get to that. Two more notes, quick notes, very Go quick notes. Uh, my, my big notes on this entire show, uh, Klaxosaur Princess and Zero Two are like Sonic and Shadow the Hedgehog. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Um, that, that, was that. Um, that was that. Theme song bangs. Oh, yeah, the theme actually, like, I mentioned this off camera. I believe, because this show got nominated for a ton of awards when it came out. That's awesome. And I believe one thing they did win is best in- intro of the season. They deserve it. The theme is really good. Um, I loved it when they incorporated it into episode, I believe it was 15 mm-hmm. or 16, once, uh, you know, Hero finds Zero Two because she went rogue because she thought she thought she killed. She's, she was under the assumption Hero wanted nothing to do with her anymore. Right. Because, you know, she was basically going going crazy with killing all these Galactosaurs. And the, the very touching moment where Hero finds her, and it's like, no, we have to work this out. I, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. And then they, the two of them pilot. Starlitzia, and it turns red. I guess through the power of love. Yeah, right. And, mm-hmm. and they they use the they use the intro, like they use the theme song in that battle. And I'm a big sucker for that, mainly because I grew up a Super Sentai and Power Rangers fan. It's where they always use the theme song in the big battles. So once that happened, I was like, "Fucking this theme song just slaps!" It slaps it, so and it hard. works. I don't. It's so weird that it works so well in that action context. And what I did like, and this is more an, an attribution to like the art behind the show too, which I thought was very good. Um, I think the like the animation was incredible, but the intro changed three times throughout yeah. the course of the show. Like the um, the song remained the same, but the intro like montage changed yes. every yes. time, and it accurately characterized what was happening at that point in the show. It was like kind of even within twenty four episodes, it felt like three different arcs. Yeah, which was very cool. That was even that if was a great I touch. even if the last arc was stupid, it was <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah, I yeah. really liked it. Yep. I really appreciate, I mean, there's no better way to sum up that last arc, just dumb. It was just dumb. It was very stupid. Although, as I said at the very beginning of the show, mm-hmm. the last episode still got me emotionally a little bit. Yeah, let's like, talk about the last episode. Let's go back to this because- Let's go back um, to that. What did you think of the how, how the whole thing ended, especially with, for me, the, all the emotion, of course, came from, actually, no, I'll give, the, I'll give the, the side cast credit. It was cool to see them basically building a new society. Yeah. Because all the- I, I forget exactly how this was done, but basically all the other adults there, like Verm, essentially like absorbed their consciousness and absorbed and absorbed their energy. So they basically all the former adults are gone. So there's a small group of parasites left, and it's like, all right, let's just rebuild society now. And they did, and it's awesome. Yeah, and and they did like an eight year time skip, and everyone was just like having babies. Everyone was popping out, stuff, looking and, uh, older. Fatoshi got a mustache. And- Fatoshi got a mustache. <laughs> I popped so hard for the mustache. That it looked huge. it looked good on him. It looked good. It was it was really becoming of him. Yeah, he um, just he just became an anime dad. He he really did. And uh, Ikuno, uh, in the last battle, mm. um, shot a she shot a laser, but Fatoshi was in the same Franks as her. Yeah, but she shot a laser to break through a wall. And she shot that laser so hard that her hair, that she just became an old lady for some reason. Oh, right. She and, got it rapidly aged. And, like, in the last episode, eight years went by, and she's, like, in a hospital bed. Mm. So, like, you know, didn't work out great for her. No. But for everybody else, like, yeah, they're doing all right. Zorame's, like, a, a teacher. Uh, yeah. Miku's just a, still the same. Um, yeah, what, what would have been the problem there with Ikeno dying? Because, like, the, I think that's what they should have did there. Because we, we, I brought this up earlier. Ikino could have died. And, and, I've, and yes. in that plot point especially, why, why not just have her die? See, that, that is uh, 
Exactly. Raise the stakes. That yeah. was the um so th- the last episode, the last like how the show ended. Um I I kind of dug the time skip. I dug the where are they now kind of stuff. Yeah. Um the hero zero two stuff of them just like, you know, you can assume that they're basically dead. Yeah. Um, and that their spirits are traveling around yeah. the universe together but then, or something. Yeah. But you know, then they But then there's their souls finally reach Earth again. Right. And they go back to the that tree. Or like yes. yeah, that the, the, they planted like several thousands of years earlier at that point. Or a thousand. I forgot how long it was. Mm-hmm. But then you see like their souls finally land towards a tree and you see two human kids running around and they're the reincarnations of Zero Two and Hero. And they meet for the first time. The show fades to white, and it's over. Yeah. And I, I gotta say again, corny as it may be, fucking loved it. It was so. Ador- it was adorable. It was. It was very adorable. And I get emotional at the end of every show. Yeah. Uh, besides violence, Jack. And uh, I got. I got <laughs> no, there was emotion there. No, there was. <laughs> there was I definitely emotion there. It was. It was. We were. We. It was a different kind of emotion. I feel like for you, it was relief. For me, it was disdain. Yeah. <laughs> how, the, how the fuck do we have to keep bringing up violence, Jack? <laughs> anyway. I thought I can go one fucking episode without bringing it up. And, well, that's fine. You did it. I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Vans, um, people listening, brothers, sisters. I didn't do it. Good job, Bouncy. Proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh. the, yeah, the, the the ending got me. And, like, when the, like, the trees, like, Sakura like, leaves, yeah, 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 like, yeah. falling off and stuff. I was like, this is beautiful imagery. The passage of time is really neat. And I really enjoyed it. The, the part where, like, they, they were reincarnated as kids didn't really, like, I don't know, like make me feel as like emotional, but like the the scenes before that, I was like, "Gotcha, man!" Like, what what a ride we've been on. Yeah, and the two of them in space, like saying, "Well, our souls will meet again on Earth." I mean, how do you not love that? Yeah, again- I I really like it because the cycle of uh the Earth has kind of started again. Yes, where and it's like they were as a modern society. It's exactly, like, it's, it's they're back to like regular society. Which legitimately makes me think that. Like nobody's immortal, right? Yeah, yeah. Anymore, people are dying off, and they're back to like regular society, which they were at before. But before yeah. they started mining magma energy, and they messed it all up. Yeah. But like now, it, it went from like small towns to like bigger towns to cities, cities now, yeah. and I'm like, okay, they're just gonna do the same thing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the world is just gonna repeat itself. The cycle is just gonna repeat itself. Unless they have a, unless they put up like a big sign saying, "Don't touch the magma." Which but I can... why? But. <laughs> There's so again, like with all the emotional happiness that I felt so, like through this show, sometimes yeah. the the logic was just so weird. Because mm. like, why the the Klaxosaurus? Why did they appear just now? Why didn't they appear when they started mining magma energy? Yeah. Why were they attacking the humans? Were they getting them to stop mining magma energy, yeah. or were they like trying to do one? Because like in their attacks against the Klaxosaurus, they probably had to mine more magma energy. Yeah. So like, what was their point of the Klaxosaurus essentially? Yeah, exactly. And they, it was a little confusing where the Klaxosaurus didn't know who the, what the humans were doing, and you know, it was again, it could have been a little bit of the classic metaphor, like man's the real monster sometimes. Yeah. So there was a definitely. I feel like that's a very it's a very devil man-esque. See, the yeah. problem I had was it was getting to that. Yeah. And I kind of dug that. And like the humans are the monsters for like, you know, imprisoning the mon- these Klaxosaurs. Yeah, and mining and like, their energy. These Klaxosaurs, I had a theory early on that Klaxosaurs were other humans that yep. were just uh, put underground or something yep. like yep. that. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. Um, And then it was aliens. Then it was just <laughs> Verm. <laughs> <laughs> then then they, they, they brought up that idea. You know, again, it's an idea that's been done to death in anime. I bring up, uh, I bring up, there's too many, it's too many to bring up. But then they just said, instead of going into that theme, they're like, how oh, we could try to be smart about this and say humans are the bad guys. Or we could just blame aliens and, res- and absolve humans of any fault whatsoever. And that's what they did. Kudos, maybe, for being that bold. I, I, I don't want to say stupid, even though that's what my thought is. I mean, it's kind of dumb. But yeah. 
uh, generally, I mean, I'm going to get into it right now. Kind of dumb. That's a thing we've been saying a lot today, haven't we? Yeah, we've been saying that quite a bit. Is this show just kind of dumb? It's, it, more, it, than, it's more than kind of dumb. It's, it's really dumb. Yeah. It's really dumb. But is it bad? See, I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> I, actually had to th- I actually had to think about this all day. And what I'm going to say is this. I think this show is trash, but everyone should watch it. I do think this show is bad. It honestly might be kind of a good, bad anime to introduce to people. Because here's the thing. Mm. There is a lot of things in the show that I love. There, the, particularly the, the, the interpersonal dynamics with a lot of the characters. Again, I, I haven't shut up about Zero Two and Hero yet. I think that was fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. So I can recommend the show off the strength of that alone. This show is bad. Because it's just juggling way too much. It is overambitious, and it flew way too close to the sun. I really respect it for what it tried to do, but it tried to do all these elements that it really could not handle. I think the show is bad in that respect because the logic is all over the place. Motivations are weird. They, 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 they try to bring in philosophical themes and then just don't know how to pay any of them off. And then they just brought in aliens for the last four episodes for no fucking reason. This show is bad because it is not, it's not a well-put-together show. It's a great-looking show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the theme song is a banger. I don't remember too much of the rest of this, the um, the musical score in it, but I I it's not wasn't bad by any means. It was just yeah. it was just there, it was good. But you know, it, the show just it didn't know what it was doing. It felt like it didn't know what it was doing half the time. It had a couple really fun characters, a couple, a couple cool editing choices. Yes, it was kind of derivative of other anime, but I think if you're gonna say to someone what a bad show is, but someone that's still fun enough to watch, I feel like this is a good bad anime to recommend to people because. I feel like being part of an anime fan, you know, hence this show, is experiencing bad anime because it's out there. And this is not a, this is not a bad choice to, st- to start with. If you're looking to show someone anime that isn't great, I think this is a good one because there's a lot of fun stuff in it. It's a fun show. It is a fun show. It's definitely bad. I think everyone should watch it. That's a very interesting criticism. Yeah. I, I agree with you in a lot yeah. of points. Yeah. I really agree with you a lot uh, about that. Um, for me... Was it a logistically sound show that was able to achieve everything it wanted to in a way mm-hmm. that I thought was productive? In a way that it intended is also the big thing. In a way that it intended. No. Yeah. Did I get the answers to all the questions I have? No. Mm-hmm. Um, did, I, did I feel like it was rushed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, it made me feel things. Exactly. I felt things, and for that... I can't say it's bad. Gotcha. I think to me, I, you know, if anybody was like, should I watch Darling in the Franks? I would tell them, do it so we can talk about it. There we go. Not do it so that you could be enriched. Mm-hmm. Not do it so that you can find an anime that you'll go back to at all times and will be one of your favorite animes ever. Mm. Watch it so that you and me could crack a beer and sit down and talk, and talk about how silly it is. Yes. Because it is so silly, but at the end of the day... I was invested. I was very invested. I, Throughout the whole thing, there were a lot of cool things. I, I think I'm a sucker for dystopian storytelling. We find yes. that we found that yes. out during the Violence Jack episode. Yes, yes. I am an absolute sucker for like the mm. desertification and like the yeah. reforming of cities and yes. the uh, immortal life. And I was... The entire time it was going, no matter like how many silly robot things there were and how yeah. many like dumb boobs there were, <laughs> like, the whole time I was thinking about it, I was like, 
okay, like what are the Galaxosaurs? Like, yeah. Why are they here? And I texted you this exactly. I was like, why do I feel like they're going to answer all of my questions, but badly? Yep. Yeah. And, you, you mentioned that very early on and I didn't know what reaction button to press. And they did, they did, they did answer all my questions mostly. Mm. And they, it was just bad answers. They answered the big questions. There were a lot of questions I had, of course, that weren't answered, which I can forgive. Honestly, but, I feel like sometimes it's better to leave things unanswered. I would rather yeah. leave some mystique behind it. Exactly. But the, the answers were not satisfying. Um, I, I mean, the big problem spots for me, Verm. Yes, <laughs> was yes. The biggest, was so dumb. I, I can't, I genuinely can't see. I, I saw a lot of comments about this anime. Like yes. on like the theme song page, on YouTube, on like the, yeah. um, around the internet. I was looking around right, right. for like reviews opinions, and yep. opinions. And a lot of people have been saying that this is like one of their favorite animes of all time. And you know, mm. more power to you. More power to more you. Power but to I don't you. know how after those last four episodes you could even think that. I think there is no way that this anime could be anywhere near the to top of anybody's list. But mm. I will say it was fun. I did enjoy myself. And for that reason and my emotional investment mm-hmm. pending, pending, I did not think it was bad. Gotcha. I thought it was pretty fine, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend it to somebody who wants to get their world exploded. Gotcha. You know, there there is definitely a, a like an asterisk, like how to recommend the show to people. I like I said, I do it immediately just because I want I want people to experience the show because this show is an experience. It is. It's just not inherently a good one. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff in it. It's just not a good show. But there's good characters doing stuff in it that I liked. You know what would have made it really good? Goro died. If Goro died, <laughs> if Goro just died, maybe it would have been good. Maybe it would have been okay. So. We're kind of it's a kind of a split decision on this mm-hmm. one. It's kind of bad. Yeah, it's kind. Yeah, of bad. I think the middle of, the middle that we meet on is that it's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. There's good, but we both and agree. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. There's good stuff in it, so I'm weirdly praising the show. I think you should go watch it. Uh, some some people maybe maybe wouldn't recommend it to them. I probably would. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening right now and you're like a big fan of the show and you're like, how could those guys talk about it in such a way? It's like it's a perfect show. Let us know. Yeah, if, hit if, us if up. Guys, if, if, please, please feel free to disagree. We're just, we're just two idiots here. Yeah, so, we're just talking. We're yeah, just talking. We're, we're, so I mean, if you disagree yeah. with us, I'd be happy to hear some criticisms of our arguments. Oh, and oh, happy to absolutely. hear how you think that Darling and the Franks did a great job of what it did. Because I, for one, think it didn't do exactly a very good job. But again, as we said, it was fun. It did. It did. We had a good time, it, and we had a great time talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I had a great time remembering episode thirteen. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I'm thanks. Um, I hope you guys had much fun listening to this as we did talking about the show and watching the show. Um, let us know. Hit us up. What you guys thought about it? And if you there's any other uh, shows you want to recommend, please do. I need more Mecca. And if it's not good, honestly, even better. I have a few in my back pocket. So if if I see your comment and I like it, I'll let you know. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you soon. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxosaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on. We'll read them all anyways. We don't care. I love you. Kiss, kiss. Uh, 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 In your ear.
Podcast Network.